Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Internado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross. He's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer. We also had him on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. We're at 599 subscribers right now. If we could get that one more tonight to get to 600, excellent. Um, Check out, we have interviews. Uh, we had an interview at Army Navy week with Roley Stitchway. And when that was a going back in Army history, that was a that was a great one to have. And tonight we have uh one of the guys who was responsible for the resurgence of Army football. We have Sandon McCoy here, who was a 2020 captain, um, four-year leather guy playing fullback, one of the war horses. Sandon, thanks, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm just really uh, glad that you were able to invite me in. You know, this is just an honor to be on this uh, this podcast. Absolutely. So the story is real quick. I'm down in the Army Navy game. I'm at the Jimmy Max uh, tailgate, and I'm meeting an old friend that I knew. Um, bumped into him on my first years on the beat, uh, John Bucky. And John, uh, talking to John Bucky, I don't even know if he knows Black Knight Nation exists, but I tell him about Black Knight Nation. I'm telling him about podcasts, and he's like, I got the perfect guest for you. And he, and he, said, and he, and he mentioned you, Sandin. So I know you You talked about, um, just in our brief conversations um, and, and messaging, you talked a little bit about him being kind of a mentor of yours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he was a, he, I mean, he still is a, uh, a big mentor in my life, along with other people, but he has really since like since graduation until now at this point, uh, I met him and you know met him and a couple other guys actually met him. Joe Stevenson met him. Nick Stokes met him, and he kind of just you know held her hand and just kind of showed us the ropes of you know just going uh, from graduating, going to the army and whatnot, and then just even you know looking after that as far as like schooling goes. If you want to go back to school, you know whatever it may be, but yeah, just a great uh, influential uh, mentor in my life. Real quick before we get to your story, I don't think people realize the transition of going from West Point to becoming an officer, right? It, some people think it might be pretty, you know, it's simple. I don't can you can you give us a little insight on that? I'm not sure it's as simple as people think it is, right? <laughs> oh, you know what though? I think West Point does a really good job, you know, molding and shaping you to be that officer, that that platoon leader that you are you know, really meant to be. Um, once you graduate and commission as a second lieutenant uh, but then i think what really more what really sharpens your iron is when you go to you know bullock um and i my, i went to armor bullock so armor basic officer leadership course um and that's basically just teaching me you know how to be an armor officer you know how to lead soldiers how to you know be um you know the maneuver of excellence um uh in a tank um and so i think that really puts the dots the eye puts the across uh, the t on it Absolutely. Absolutely. We could talk about what you're doing now in the army uh, later on, but first let's get, we usually ask when we start these podcasts, we ask, ask your recruiting story, uh, your path to West Point, so to speak. And, you know, I, I might be mistaken here, but I remember following your recruiting a little bit and uh, talk to us a little bit about like your decision to go to West Point and how much um, time you took to make your decision and how it went about. Were there any other schools involved and, and that, cause you're, you're out of North Carolina, right? Originally, you're from North mm-hmm. Carolina, right? Yep. So, um, so originally from Kanapa, North Carolina. Um, so it's about 20 minutes south uh, or north of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. If anybody's familiar with that, but yeah, I actually initially had signed um, to 
um, Gardner-Webb. I was going to go to a small school in North Carolina. Um, and of course, uh, just West Point, such a prestigious school. It took me some time to you know, get my ACT uh, score right, and I finally got it. And as you know, um, West Point doesn't really um, honor the NLI. Like, well, none of the academies honor the NLI. Um, so I was able to kind of uh, go from Gardner-Webb to West Point, which was just truly a blessing. Um, and just that whole process, you know, getting to West Point, is, 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 is it's kind of hard. You know, it's challenging. Um, you got to have the support. And just for any cadet that gets to West Point, I commend them because, I mean, it's a two-year process. <laughs> it is. It's a two-year process. Um, it takes some time and a lot of hard work. Um, but once you get in, you're in. Um, and, and fortunately, I was able to go to prep school, um, and that really helped me. Um, just going to West Point uh, as far as academics and um, football goes because and, and military tactics because uh, I had already had that exposure there. Um, and then just going from, um, you know, as a cadet being I was in I was able to be in the same company F3 um, for all four years, which was a blessing because I had those same people around me. I um, had that same support. Um, and like I said, like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the best academically, but I had people in my company that would help me lift me up. And, you know, I, could, I would be able to help them lift them up in other, uh, you know, uh, aspects of of whatever it may be at West Point as well. So really just, you know, having that support and leaning on other people through um, my time at West Point has been a, a, a true, a true blessing to me. Absolutely. When you get to prep school, right, you're are you you're being recruited to play fullback, right? Yeah. Is that something that you is you uh, you ran the ball? I'm guessing a lot in high school, but uh, you probably didn't play. Did you play in a, a similar offense in high school than armies or no? Actually, we did. Um, so wishbone. Uh, so it, it, if you ask me, it was it was almost like a triple option. Of course, except we had we didn't have the quarterback reading. Of course, we we went into uh, shotgun formation too as well. Um, so I was, I mean, if you ask me, I think we ran every offense there could be, but usually my hand was in the dirt and I was doing dive, 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 dive. And it just so happened to have, you know, the triple option, you know, and West Point was actually interested in that. And um, it was kind of an easy transition for me because I was so used to it. Um, and I was luckily able to have a lot of playing time in my prep school year. And I think it, it really did transfer over into um, going to the academy for my next four years. Awesome. If you guys are watching us right now uh, live, you can send us your comments and questions and we'll answer them. Um, I'm not going to be able to post them uh, up on the on, on on the screen right now, but I will read them. Joe, Joe Stevenson, Joseph Stevenson saying, great scene standing up here. Phenomenal leader as a cadet. I yeah, don't know so, if that's what you're <laughs> doing. Yeah, so no, nah, that is my... Yeah. Absolutely. He's my best friend. Um, and I think me and him had, like I said, like he was also mentored by uh, John Buckeye and we had went through some, some times and some growth at West Point. And even after West Point, we both coached uh, at the prep school together. He coached D line. I coached fullbacks, of course. And then we were actually able room, we were able to go be, be able to uh, be roommates at uh, Fort Benning. He was infantry. Uh, I was also armor and whatnot. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have Keyshawn Wells checking in with US US Maps product. Yeah. He's one, he's also one of your a classmates or no? Yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. classmates and also a, a prepster as well. Awesome. So when you're when you're at Army Prep, right, and you're starting to 
learn the offense. Well, play play an Army's offense, so to speak. Um, I guess you have who 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 are the coaches there, or who are the guys who are guiding you there to like? Because that's an important year, that prep school year, right? Mm-hmm. To learn the to learn what Army. Yeah, you could play in a wishbone um, in high school, but you have to get a little bit used to uh, and adjust to Army's offense. I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. Um, because it's it is a it's a tempo. Um, and it it has to be everybody has to be in sync. You know, the quarterback's a little late of the run, the B backs a little late, or the the slot backs a little a little late, and everything. The whole formation thrown off. You know, and that's I think that's the the real magic of the offense because it's it's so in sync. Um, that it, I think it kind of keeps the defense on their heels. Um, but just going into prep school and being able to learn the plays and having – I had a great coach at prep school. Um, actually, he was actually a West Point grad as well, um, Chris Nichols. He's still coaching there now. He's also sure. coordinator, strength coach. Um, Andy Wolfram, who's the head coach, um, he's somewhere else now. Then I also had um, Coach Green. He's he, he left. Uh, I forget his first name, but he left. And then – Oh, Wade um, Green. Just, Wade Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had him as well. But, of course, he did defense. But those are my three main coaches – and then, of course, you have the AIs, the athletic interns. Uh, I remember uh, DeAndre Bell was a really big um, – I kind of looked at him as my, my mentor without even being my mentor when I was at the prep school just because uh, uh, I, I looked at him and I was like, wow, I would really like to you know, have his career at West Point uh, and then come back and coach. And I was able to do that. Um, and so that's kind of who I looked up to when I was there. Yeah, um, Chris Chris Nichols. We had him on our on the podcast uh, a little while back, and he, he what a what a great guy, and just um, oh yeah, man, like you said, a good mentor, a guy that's been through it before, and man, they get they get after in the weight room and mm-hmm. are under his watch, you know. So they do. Um, we had Artis Hobbs uh, checking in here. Your your boy Artis here, same oh, yeah. big competitor, standing with a guy, man. All the guys. Are coming out tonight, Sandin. We got um, <laughs> Dominic Stefano saying, "Lead the way, Sandin. Thank you for representing the beat the the brotherhood well." Yeah, all, yeah. All your guys yeah, are so, checking in. Yep. Yeah, so that I, I tell you, so, the brotherhood so is really up? strong. <laughs> Here's another one. Good to see you on the big screen, Sandin. Yeah, yeah you're a star here tonight. <laughs> it's all. Um, uh, <laughs> you get the. Yeah, you're getting a lot tonight. It's good. It's good to see the guys on here watching you, no mm-hmm. doubt. Um, got names that you, you guys are gonna remember names like Joe Stevenson, Artis Hobbs, Tom Thomas mm-hmm. Defoe. These are guys who who put who were definitely part of part of the Army's rise that we'll get to in a, in a second. Um, so past prep school, right? Your freshman year. Tell us what that that's like your freshman year because you know you have it, the fullback room is loaded with talent. Your freshman year, right? You have. Darnell Wolfolk in there, Andy Davidson in there, Kalen Holt in there, Connor Slumka in there. I mean, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is a talented uh, fullbacks room, no doubt. And, yeah. and you're coached by Mike Vidia, former Army fullback. So man, man, that room had to be pretty, pretty great to be. And here's another one from uh, Cardarius Butler saying, "Love you, Sandin. You're my hero." <laughs> yeah. So just going off of that uh, that uh, statement right there, I think um, the that main pivotal point was Coach Vidia. Um, Phenomenal leader, phenomenal mentor, phenomenal coach. Like, yeah, and I, the best coach I've seen at Army football, um, best coach I've been coached by in my entire life, best mentor, and I cannot say enough good things about him. Um, but just going, I mean, we called it the stable because that's truly what we had with, 
you know, all those guys and me being added in that as that fifth guy, you know, having given me a little playing time um, that my freshman year um, and kind of working me in the rotation, not too much, but that sophomore year, I was able to work in a rotation more um, as, a, as a blocking um, D-back. And then that, that my junior year, I was able to run the ball. And of course, my senior year um, just went up from there. But Truly, um, if I didn't have those guys, uh, Andy, Darnell, Kalen, Slomka, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have had the success that I've had my um, going through my sophomore to my my senior year for sure. Because especially, I mean, we played off each other. I learned a lot from them, and they were all good, great backs, you know. And I learned a lot from them. You got to toss in another guy that might have been in your, in your fullbacks room when you were there too. Cole Masick. was Cole Masick in your room at one time? At the, so in that Cole. Fullbacks room? Uh, so Cole Masick wasn't actually in the fullback room at the time I was in there. Um, we had watched a lot of film on him and he was actually, um, we, we had studied his play as well, great player as well. Um, but he wasn't actually physically in the, the room with us. Okay. He might've been the year before. Yeah. He might've been mm -hmm. the year before. And it was like, man, I mean, and the thing with that, you look at like Andy Davidson and Kalen Holt, those guys came from the defensive side. Yeah. They played, they ran, they played running back in high school, but those guys were defensive players to start their careers at Army. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, and, and, and to see, see you guys go, when you have that depth there, that's just got to, that was, I, I was covering the team then, of course, and that's, uh, it's just incredible how many guys you could rotate in. And that's kind of, the standard. It almost became this. Uh, here's Christian Anderson checking in, one of the best <laughs> leaders I've ever been around. Love you, Sandy. Um, Christian, former Army quarterback. Thanks, Christian, for watching. We really appreciate it. Um, you guys kind of set the standard there in the fullback room. Yeah, I know that fullback's always been a key position at Army, right? And you could go through VD, Colin Mooney. You can go through the guys like Larry Dixon and guys like that. But you guys really – that was kind of setting the standard for success, I think, with the program. I don't, I don't know I don't know how you feel about that. No, I definitely agree with that because that's something Coach Vitti emphasized. You know, even even if we were or were not seen as a leader on the team, you know, in that room, we were we were holding ourselves as a leader of that team. And that's something Coach Vitti, you know, really put on us, and that's something we carried – um, and I carried my 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 entire career, which was I think was I was fortunate enough to get you know voted by my peers, my teammates as team captain. Um, and I think I just took that that little that little just that little information what Coach Vitti said my freshman year, and I carried with me throughout my whole um, career at West Point. Yeah, and you look at the freshman, your freshman and sophomore years, right? Are the most successful back to back years in Army history as far as win totals, right? Ten wins, eleven mm -hmm. wins. You're getting into the program and you're winning right away. That's got to, what, what's that experience like for you just to come into the program and see that success right away? I mean, that's, that kind of fuels, hey, it kind of fuels the competitiveness in you probably. And also the, 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 the way the shapes the brotherhood, so to speak, probably too. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And um, just seeing when I was getting recruited by Army, of course, they had a, losing records um just in the past uh you know year after year not went not being eight and stuff like that but i don't know my year um i kind of knew who was coming in who who was getting recruited going through prep school who's getting recruited going down uh straight going in direct and i just knew we were going to turn the tide um especially with coach monkey mm -hmm. kind of getting in there after i think his first or second year and you know, kind of turning things over and whatnot um and you know by my freshman year it, it happened and i i had I already knew it was going to happen before I even stepped there. You know, when I was at prep school, I was like, okay, yeah, this is the year we're going to do it. And I had little, I had little, you know, contribute to that success. Um, 
but that just tells you how much I think everybody else on the team had that same mentality. No doubt. So your prep school year, that's where they kind of start. The, the winning starts with the eight win season. And mm -hmm. are you at um, are you in the stands at, for the Army Navy game? Your uh, your prep school year. Did you oh, go to that game? Did you see? Yeah. Yeah. So you're seeing that streak busting game. I mean, I don't know if you did you um, rush rush the field after that game or no? <laughs> no, we were at the the very top. Uh, they kept the prep school at the very top. Take a while. So, yeah. <laughs> That would have taken a while, but that was a long uh, celebration, no doubt, uh, that game. But just seeing that, like, you, you're right. When you see that as a prepster, right, you're like, okay, I'm coming into just kind of step on the gas and go from there, right? I mean, that's what mm -hmm. it seemed like happened um, those those two years um, after that. Um, your junior year, right, that, that was a year where you guys had a um, – that was a year where you guys were challenged a little bit. And I uh, just wondering – from there, yeah, you had your individual success, right? You had 10 touchdowns in that season. But um, what what do you think you learned from your junior year that you took to your senior year? We'll talk about your senior year, which was a year that was the college football was turned upside down with the pandemic. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that. But uh, what do you think you learned from that junior year? Um, I think just leadership. Um, you can you can tell when leadership lacks. Um, and unfortunately, that that year we did have some leadership issues and you know i think going forward i think my entire class you know just the class 221 um saw that and was like, okay this is not happening again you know we need to step up and i think it was a challenge to everybody on the team even the coaches even even in the staff but they knew that we weren't going to have that same year again um and you could just see leaders rising from going to junior to senior year from sophomores to juniors and it was just amazing to see people step up on the team yeah, um, the bounce back, right? So five wins your junior year, and then all of a sudden, uh, here comes, you know, here's the pandemic, you know, and um, that must have been the, to, to keep a team together through that, sand, and then be the captain of that team. Um, I'm trying to re remember, you know, it's only a few years back. It's been a long day for me, but uh, Mike Johnson's one of your captains too that year, right? Yep, Mike Johnson and Amadeo West. Yeah. Oh, those two guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you three together. I mean, when did you guys kind of, I guess, the, after after the Navy game, your junior year, when does the kind of thinking we're going to turn this around happen? Does it happen in the locker room of that game or does it happen like maybe the next day after? When do you think that happens? It happened in the locker room that game. <laughs> sure. After 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 fourth quarter, zero, 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 zero went to locker room, it happened then. And the next day it turned over. We said we have 364 days to go and we started working ever since then. Um, and wow. just being with Amadeo West and Mike Johnson, um, I mean, it made my job 10 times easier. Those guys, I looked up to those guys, I still do today. Um, great warriors, if if I'm, I mean, just just grinders, especially Mike Johnson. Of course, um, both of them came back from injury, so I'm yeah. not, they didn't play it as much, um, you know, um, I think their career just because of injuries, but that senior year, both of them, I mean, they just exploded, exploded with, you know, tenacity, leadership, and just resilience. Um, and I, that's why we needed through COVID. And I think that's why we had the year that we had, because we had, you know, three great reasons as captains, but not only that, we had, you know, other leaders at different positions, different um, years stepping up to be in that leadership role so we could, you know, keep this thing rolling. We can have a, a winning season and whatnot. 
Yeah, um, Amadeo West and Mike Johnson are guys who actually saw the field early in their Army careers, but then suffered injuries and they had to fight mm -hmm. back maybe not once but maybe twice right i remember right. i think it was a maybe a knee and achilles for amadeo and then it was maybe a couple shoulders for mike and those guys are guys that persevered and when you see the end right and you see what's at you know i always remember uh your bowl game and um Mike Johnson, uh, I think there was a little bit of a skirmish in the end zone. Mike Johnson pointing everybody to the sidelines and, and pointing them, no, you don't want to get in this, uh, you don't want to get any fouls. And he was, it's almost like he was already leading. And it, mm -hmm. he was leading the team, right? But it almost seemed like he was already in the field, like leading to me, Sandin, when that happened. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we, you know how football gets a little chippy here and there, uh, less with our team. Um, but, you know, it it's, it gets down to the wire. You know, we're all emotional stuff like that. So that that stuff that stuff sometimes outbreak. And we, you know, thank like I said, thankful we have the leaders that we have on our team, just like Mike Johnson. You're like, you know, let's not do this. He's gonna get us a, a silly penalty and stuff like that. Um, and we didn't get one just because of, you know that leadership uh, took over for him. The 2020 season, you guys opened up against Middle Tennessee State, right? And it's at Mikey Stadium and. Um, and no, nobody in nobody in the stands, right? And it's just like, well, you know, no, no fans in the stands, so to speak. And you guys, that's you, you rolled in that game. Um, you, you have a feeling that you guys were definitely one hundred percent ready to go in that game, no matter what you were facing. You know, oh, yeah. as cadets. Yeah, yeah, I say that um, just because. Uh, so going into our senior year, we had brought, been brought back, uh, at least you know, three months before the whole core cadets one night, and we were just training, 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 you know, trying to see if we can actually, uh, I would say we were kind of the guinea pig sort of say, just because of trying to get, see if NCAA sports, see if division one sports, see if football could actually, you know, be brought back and be played with COVID. Um, and you talk about brotherhood and a lot of adversity fighting and just being the only ones there, uh, you know, we got closer. We got a lot closer. We got so close that, we, you know, we made that, we, we developed that bond and, you know, by Middle Tennessee, uh, we, were, we were ready to go. We were, I think we were ready to go a month before Middle Tennessee, if you ask me. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you got, I mean, just a lot of um in that season, you, sometimes you don't even know who your opponent's going to be, right? Because you had a game against BYU that you thought we were going to play. That didn't happen. Um, Cincinnati was on the schedule. Um there were just games you just want yeah. that year is your senior year, right? Sandin, and you just, it's crazy times, right? Where you don't know, you got to, I'm sure you're passing COVID tests and that kind of stuff. And you just want to play ball. And I don't think it really, did it really matter to you too much? Who was, who was the opponent? As long as you guys, guys got your chance to get on the field and play together. It seems like did that really, anything else uh, really matter? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think we were reaching out to, you know, uh, like big team, big 10 teams, you know, really top five tier teams uh, that year uh, and just asking to play uh, just because we wanted to play so bad. And, you know, teams, a lot of teams turned us down. They did, you know, we were asking to play teams uh, on that Thursday night, you know, after practice, we would practice Thursday, coach Mutton goes into his office. Okay. We got, we got this game canceled. He's like, you know what, we're going to see if we can get another game scheduled. And I mean, he's contacting people, getting like getting on the phone, doing this and doing that. And, you know, sometimes it didn't work out, sometimes it did, uh, but it didn't really matter who the opponent was. We were going to play. Army football is going to be Army football, no matter who who we go against. 
Yeah, it's the old I remember him saying, right, that you guys would play in the parking lot if you had to, right? In those in that, that year. Um <laughs> is there what's is what's the craziest not craziest, but what's the team like the, the, the biggest name team you heard that you guys might were trying to get a game with, or might have been playing and might have might might have ducked army football that year? Uh so that year, um I don't I'm not I don't remember too much, but definitely uh I think BYU because BYU was really good um, either mm -hmm. that year or the year before. Uh, and so we were, we were, I mean, of course we were as well and we were really itching to play them. Um, but it sucks that, you know, COVID came and came, COVID was involved and whatnot, stuff like that. But definitely, definitely BYU was, was a big team on our schedule that year. And also um, on the schedule originally that season, if I'm right, was Oklahoma, right? Yep, yeah, it was also Oklahoma as well. And it, it sucked that we couldn't play them too because we were playing them, uh, I believe, that we were playing them at, at Mikey Stadium. Yeah, that game yeah. was going to be at Mikey Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then um, I guess I guess what uh, the Big 12 might have po um, postponed the start of their season or something like mm -hmm. that because that was yeah. going to be, I believe, a game earlier like in September. Yeah. Man, I wrote about that. 10 years before you guys were supposed to play them, you know, and it was a game that everybody was waiting and you thought it's never happening at Mikey Stadium. They're going to play this at a mm -hmm. neutral site. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. here comes two, 2020 and there's Oklahoma on the schedule. Right. They're like, man, you're so fired up. Um, I like Oklahoma. I'm an Oklahoma basketball fan. So I follow Oklahoma football a little bit through the years. And so I was like, man, Oklahoma at Mikey Stadium. That's like a, uh, one of the, one of the programs, right. One of the, when you look at college football, that's one of the standards, so to speak. And and then, man, it just – and that's when you're trying to shuffle in BYU, right? You're trying mm -hmm. to, like, shuffle in somebody to replace Oklahoma to be at least a decent name there, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, man, but uh, Carl said, uh, love from the mitten. How was it playing Michigan? <laughs> you want to know how it was playing Michigan? Oh, you know, that's a good question. Um, um, so – Michigan was super nice just because I've never played in a, a stadium that huge. You know, the, playing in the big house was actually amazing. Actually taking them to overtime. I, th I really went to double overtime, just missed the field goal. Just coming that yeah. close to beating, you know, Michigan in the big house was just huge, you know. Um, and it kind of takes me back to Oklahoma when my sophomore year. Um, yeah. Oklahoma fans were – I remember this vividly. Oklahoma fans were so loud, um, you know, their entire game just channel Oklahoma this and that. I tell you what, when we had the ball, I think we were winning, or maybe we might have not been winning at the time, but we were driving down, driving down, driving down, um, and we scored. You know, I had never heard a stadium that silent. <laughs> you know, you can hear a pin drop because, you know, they were just so in shock. And I'm like, you know, this is Army football. This was, which is why, like, I think for us going into my senior year, um, just not being able to play Oklahoma was, you know, just so, uh, you know, sure. terrified, like, and just hurting because, because we, I think we, you know, we we were ready. We, we were definitely were ready to play them, and just you know, it was just the bad news came, and so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you 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 guys probably definitely want another shot. The guys that got the taste of it there, and uh, mm -hmm. Norman, and that double that game in overtime, and you know, Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. Um, I still mm -hmm. say to this day, no receptions for Hollywood Brown in that game against army uh your sophomore year and elijah riley was uh in coverage a lot of the time against hollywood oh, brown yeah. that game mm -hmm. um just saying just 
those experiences. And you know what I remember? I, I didn't attend the game, unfortunately. I, I watched it from home. But I remember after the game, didn't the Oklahoma fans give you guys like a standing ovation or kind of a yeah. salute? Like they had a lot of respect for what you guys did. They had they had a lot of respect. Um, they did. They had gave us a standing ovation as we you know trot off the field or whatever. And you know, uh, Chan USA had a lot of respect. And um, I think that's the most respect I've seen from an opposing team. Uh, Michigan actually gave us something like that as well, which was super nice. You know those big schools. Uh, which if you ask me, it's like you know we got so close. We got so close. Um, but the Michigan fans and the Oklahoma fans also know we got so close. <laughs> right? I mean, they were breathing a sigh of relief, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were going out. Maybe the celebration was a little, like, lighter for them a little bit after that game. I mean, you took – I mean, taking those two teams, right, so deep and stuff. Uh, but then being able to kind of – um, yeah, you guys didn't get those wins, but you definitely showed that the program was on, was definitely on the national map in those games. I thought, mm -hmm. and then um, you know, then then you get to this senior year where you just like I said, and like you said, you're just trying to you want to play. You know, you just want you want to play the love for the love of the game for just everything you guys worked hard for those three months before the season started, and then you and you guys put together a season with nine wins, which I think is incredible because I think that sometimes. I don't know if you guys probably found out maybe on Thursday or Friday who was going to be available to play through the COVID test, right? So it was kind of mm -hmm. – you were seeing guys that had to step up. I think of um, a, a senior this year who um, didn't um, – who was more of a student coach than uh, than player is Darian McDonald. Darian McDonald played some some pretty big moments in that um, – that 2020 season, he had the safety against Navy in the, in the army Navy game, you know, guys mm -hmm. like that had to be like, kind of, here you go, go out there, go out there and play because you're next up on the depth chart, right? You're the next right, man yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Was that how it was like, or. Yeah, that's exactly how it was like, because, you know, um, you know, when COVID hit, of course, you know, we didn't know until you got tested and that test might've been that Thursday or that Friday before the game. Some tests we had to do, you know, Saturday before the game. Um, and so it was that was that was exactly our mentality next man up and so we all trained we all practiced as if you know we were going to be in the game um no matter what string you were third fourth fifth it didn't matter first uh, you need to practice as if you were playing and sometimes that did happen and um i think because of our mentality because of our work ethic um and our our training when that fourth string player stepped in the game he made plays as if he was the first string player you know, and that's how we took away uh, wins and whatnot. It was really incredible to watch. I mean, it's just like uh, unbelievable. Like, of course, um, you know, most of us, most of us had to watch, you know, watch from home, you know, but just it's inspiring, Sandin. It's, it, it was really inspiring to see the effort you guys were putting in, no matter who was on the field. And like you said, I mean, the next man up, third, first string, second string, Oh, maybe even fifth string had to get out there at times, you know. I mean, look at the quarterback situation that year, right? You had a, you played with a bunch of guys right that year. Mm -hmm. So that that UTSA game, right? Um, that was the Tyer K game, right? Where they 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 came in and they they came in and started that game. That's when. Uh, yes, UTSA. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, though I tell you what, that's a duo. That is a dual quarterback. Uh, and just the quarterback room in general, you know, even because I think Christian Anderson was, you know, kind of banged up. Um, and so like that next man up uh, mentality came in with TT. Um, 
and then K Ballard. You know, I had never seen you no know, quarterback just just sling the ball and just be so on point, on target, so accurate. Um, just coming in in the game, you know, uh, not even knowing yeah, yeah, being third string, um, and just throwing touchdown passes and just doing his thing, feeling comfortable in the pocket. And I just, I think that goes back to practice. You know, you practice if you're going to be the one playing, and that's that definitely was showed. Now, and uh, this year, you know, at the start of the season, it was Tyre and Cade, you know, quarterbacking and like kind of uh, switching in and out depending on the situation. I think that Coach Munkin had like something at the beginning of the year where if the third series, Cade got into Tyre started, Cade got into the game in the third series. And I tell you, I was at the game live against Coastal Carolina for the opener. And, and I also went to the UTSA game, the second game of the season. And Cade made some plays and some throws that I haven't seen an army quarterback make. He stood in there in the pocket. He took a hit, he slung it. And like you said, he was, he's gunslinging out there, man. Mm-hmm. And it just was like incredible. You kind of wish I get it. They had to go back a little bit to the run to get, I guess the offense more established. Yeah. I mean, or that, you that's, want to that's what we state. do. That's what we do. That's yeah. our foundational offense. I mean, um, but just having, I'm just personally specifically with Cade. Um, I think him, so he actually lived in the same barracks as me, and he had he had got banged up, had some injuries, had uh, you know a drastic back surgery, whatever. Mm. But seeing him uh, just persevere and go through that back surgery and be able to play, you know, and, and just do a phenomenal job is just you know I think that does enough justice for for him. Yeah, and you look at real quick, you look at uh, Tyre and Kay's last game of their careers, right? It's against Army Navy. And who would have thought that Cade was going to get the start and they were going to um, run a pistol offense, you know? I mean, yeah. the people at practice knew, but, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's about it. And to see Tyre line up at slotback, right, mm-hmm. and get a bulk of his carries from slotback, it just kind of tells you what the quarterback room's all about and what that team's and what the team's all about there at Army. Um, the accolades, the, the, the personal accolades are going to be there. Yeah, fine, but. We want to win as a team, right? And that's mm-hmm. that seems like that 2020 team really um, encapsulated that too, right? That was kind of, I'm guessing, what you guys talked about a lot too, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, definitely, because it, it really didn't matter, you know, who was getting the ball or who made the tackle um, or like, yeah, that, that didn't matter to us. It really didn't. As long as we got a dub, you know, we were all happy. As long as we, as long as we came up on the – the, the win inside, like we're happy and whatnot. And I just think that just goes back to just our work ethic, not gonna lie to you. Um, and our mindset, uh, it, it's, it's driven into us by Coach Munkin um, and for, for the better, of course, um, and it gets results. <laughs> and so uh, I don't have yeah. any problem with it. <laughs> before before uh, we, we gotta talk about, um, I, I mentioned it briefly, we gotta talk about playing Navy and Air Force back to back at Mikey Stadium during that year. Because you know, I'm thinking about what might be some of the highlights of your career? My, what might be some of the highlights of that senior season for you? And yeah, you know, you, you won at US, uh, UTSA, you opened up with a big win over Middle Tennessee State. But, you know, the Service Academy games, the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy games are what really matters, right? That's what you guys play for. You play for the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy. And to have those games back-to-back, I mean, and to have the games that you did back-to-back that were fight dog fights, you know, I mean, fist fights, you know, um, real close games, 15 nothing against Navy, 10-7 to against Air Force. Talk us through those. I mean, 
Yeah. I could um, imagine playing it in those back to back. And so, I mean, actually just going to those, of course, we still had, you know, people who weren't playing because of COVID, you know, and we still had that mentality of next man up. Um, but just going into both of those games for me, um, you know, I, 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 I knew we were going to win. I'm just, I'm not being boastful nothing like that. That's just our mentality. That was, that was our mindset. We're going to go in there, you know, it's going to be triple option against triple option, 50 defense against 50 defense. So we're going to, who, we're going to see who's tougher. And we had we had the tougher mentality. We had the tougher mindset going to the game, and you know that, that really showed. Um, but especially being both of them being in, in Mikey uh, back to back, yeah, I like this. I mean, uh, I think so. We had the core. The core was there. Are against Navy, and then for and then also yeah, the midshipmen came as well, and then for the Air Force game, and then playing playing Air Force. Uh, I think it was just we had some just some. Uh, civilian fans that were just still on post because it was the holiday and whatnot. But, you know, uh, I think a lot, a lot went into, you know, just really, you know, having that, having that mindset of not losing in, in Mikey. Um, I don't, we didn't lose yeah. Mikey that year um, at all um, because Crazy, we just yeah. knew how, how much and how much, how valuable that was to us. You know, you're not going to come in here and beat us. You know, Coach Munkin preached a lot, a lot. And even in from Coach Munkin to Coach Beatty, he preached it to the B-backs room a lot. Yeah, you're not going to come in here and beat us at our home stadium. And that's how we played, <laughs> you know, and the, yeah. the results show that. No doubt. Uh, Bay Knight said, what a great drive against uh, Air Force to win the CIC. You know what? I, I always said, well, this year I thought, you know, the bowl game for Army was the Navy game, right? That was the bowl game for the team. They weren't going to go to the postseason. But I thought you guys have already locked up a bowl game at that point before those games are played. And um, to me, you guys played three straight bowl games. You know, you played Navy, Air Force, and then you played West Virginia in the Liberty yeah. Bowl. You know, I mean, those were three. I mean, man, you high intensity games. I mean, where, you know, talk about those service academy games where every play counts, where every inch counts. I mean, mm -hmm. those were those games. Those were right to the T, those games, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, wow. So you, I can't imagine at the end of that game and being a captain of the team, you know, to get those back-to-back -back wins and to keep the Commander-in-Chief's trophy um, at West Point and to, you know, hold the, the Commander-in-Chief's trophy after that game. It must be – I mean, you probably still remember that like it's yesterday probably. Yeah, absolutely. I remember just – it's funny because, you know, as soon as we won the Commander-in-Chief's trophy, um, it was on a cart um, in the middle of the field. And it was cold. It was cold. It was cold as all get out. And then we tried pushing the cart, but pushing the cart on the turf just did not work for us. And so I was like, you know what? We're just gonna carry it. So and so like from the fifty into all the way into the locker room, we just carried the trophy just because we couldn't wow. get it moved. We were like, we need to go inside because it's cold. And then just going inside and be able to celebrate with everybody else was just phenomenal, phenomenal. You know. Even just when the soup came in, we had the Conrad, the Dean, you know, all those other people just come in um, and celebrate with us. It was, it was just truly an experience I will never forget. I mean, the Army locker room, right? And uh, to experience, we saw the video of uh, a couple weeks ago when they beat Navy and what that locker room's like. And Coach Munkin is waving the black flag. And then you got, the, you know, the Army fight song sung by the team. I mean, I, I, I've never been in there after a game, but saying I can imagine it's kind of be one of the, I say 
when I see those videos, it's got to be one of the best locker rooms in college football after after those type of games and those, those close games and those wins, right? Mm -hmm. So singing the fight song is probably the best the best experience I will ever experience in my entire life because not only am I singing the fight song, it's more of the people who are around me who are also singing the fight song with me. You know, uh, the people who I went out there to fight with to come back in the locker room to be able to sing the fight song. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing because that 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 locker room is, you know, we're always in there. We're, we practice a lot. We're a lot. Of, we have a lot of hours in there, and so there's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of brotherhood. It, it builds up in there, and being able to go back in there after a week of practice, after beating a team, and being able to celebrate—that's a good time. I bet. I bet. And. uh you know, you, you did. I was thinking about. I, I try to do. Uh, wasn't a math major, Sandra, but I'm trying to do. How? Uh, I think I have you for. Well, now I got to do the math again because I think I'm off a little bit. Thirty-five wins in your army career, something like that. Thirty-five wins your four seasons. Yeah. 10, 11, five, and nine. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-five <laughs> wins. Thirty-five celebrations like that. <laughs> You know, I mean, 35 parties in the locker lot. room. <laughs> that is a lot, man. Holy cow. And uh, so, so um, after, you know, the, the, um, the Navy Air Force games, then comes the bowl game against West Virginia. And that game, that game is a fight, you know, just like the, the other two games were. I mean, it's not the way I guess you'd want it to end. You always want to end on the win, I guess, your, your football career. But that experience playing in the Liberty Bowl, which was a, you know, Army had gone to like the Armed Forces Bowl a couple of times. This was something different. And to play, you know, a power five team of West Virginia's caliber. And some guys might have sat out for them, but still those guys, the guys that they put on the field, they're probably some are playing on Sundays, you know. So um, mm -hmm. that experience, that whole experience, that bowl experience for you, how would you how would you sum that up? Yeah, so the bowl experience is I think it's just like any other bowl experience, of course, you know, you have everything that comes with the bowl game, which is always nice. But that year specifically, just having COVID and because I originally had a bowl game with the Armed Forces, I do believe, or some we had a we definitely had a bowl game before the Liberty Bowl. Oh, that's a crazy. And yeah, it, you're right. It got crazy yeah. where you uh huh you so weren't we were getting searching. in for some yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. So we were searching for a bowl. We were searching for a team to play, um, and it got to a point that you know. Uh, we were like, well, we're gonna be able to find a game and whatnot. And just like Coach Munkin, Coach Munkin is, you know, he's a determined man. He's a determined man, and he kept searching for us to be able to find one. Um, so just being able to go out there and play, you know, just one last time, even though we, the outcome wasn't in our favor, just going out there and be able to play one last time um, mm -hmm. with my brothers was just an amazing feeling. And um, I think, you know, that that is more that is more. Um, I want to, that's more I, I say that's more emotional that's more you know better that's more that's more than anything that I could ever ask for than just not yeah. just ending the season without even going to a bowl game to play you know because that if you think about yeah. it you know we had that extra time we had that extra time together that extra five six days we had you know maybe 10 more practices together stuff like that so I think that was the most important thing Absolutely. How can I forget about that? I mean, it's it must be late. How can I forget about that? Because you got you. There were times probably you thought that your season could have been over, you know, after that mm -hmm. Air Force win, even though you guys had had the nine wins and you, you weren't getting into a bowl. And man, I, I always say I would always say this 
West Virginia stepping up to play you guys too, because nobody really wanted to play you guys either. Mm-hmm. That that was part of the problem too. Nobody wanted to, to have like what less than a week to prepare against the triple <laughs> the triple option offense, right? Right. Yeah. So Don't that that was that was definitely um, <laughs> a, a, a consistent uh, problem we ran into going throughout the entire season, um, and it got to the point it's like okay, well, you, I mean, you get to think about okay, we this is. You feel yourself as if, you know, this is what the program really is, you know. Um, yeah. You know, maybe this team could be this, maybe they could. But if they don't want to step to the plate, then we'll never know. And that, that definitely does give us a chip on our shoulder. Um, and that's what we carry throughout the season. Yeah, you see it a little bit too uh, now, too. Um, teams like uh, look at this year. Army was supposed to play Tennessee, and Tennessee backed out. You know, Tennessee backed out. Tennessee ended up having a pretty good year. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that would have been a pretty yeah. uh, tough game for Army. But just to go down there and play at Tennessee would have been a great experience for the players, right, in a game mm-hmm. that was, you know, agreed to, you know, years back, and Tennessee backs out. And now next year, the Black Knights are going to LSU. They're going to Death Valley. That. I mean, they're. I mean, that's going to be that, – um, that schedule next year. I mean, these guys have a good experience, good taste, in, uh, good. They're on the roll. They won their last three games. This Army team, that this uh, 2022 team, right? They beat Navy to finish off the season. Now you you go, you got a schedule coming up next year with going playing at LSU, playing Syracuse, playing Boston College, playing a good Troy team, playing UTSA. Those are 11, 10, 11 win teams this year, and playing mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina at home too. I mean, that schedule is going to be fun this year coming up. Uh, Sandy, I don't know. I mean, uh, the LSU game is definitely going to – so I, yeah, they're going to be ready. And that's what you get – that's what you kind of want as an Army football player. You want you want that – You, I guess you consider it a challenge, but you want to see how you compare against the, the Power 5 schools, no doubt, right? Yeah. I think a goal of Army football since I've been there in the program has always been, you know, where can we finish at? You know, can we finish top 21 and be able to play those caliber teams – um, compete with them and, you know, really working to beat them over the next whatever years, how long it takes, I think we will be able to play at that level. Um, I think we have great coaching staff. We have great uh, coaches as leaders. Like I said, Mike V, Coach Munkin is, I think they're not going to let us fall short of it, um, especially just throughout their uh, their coaching careers as well. Uh, so I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. Um, I wish I could play, can't play, but I'll, I'm definitely going to be the biggest fan and spectator watching for sure. Nice and uh, no doubt that a schedule like that certainly will push you through the off season, right? And certainly will make the, the players mm-hmm. and the coaches work. They already work hard, but just step up that too. And uh, we had some news earlier um, this week about Army with some changes on its offensive coaching staff. So who knows what type of offense we see um, the first week of the season against Louisiana Monroe in that um, 2023 uh, opener. Um, you know, uh, Brent Davis, nine years with the offense as the offensive coordinator. Um, they decided to go in a different direction. And now um, bringing in a coach from Nebraska, uh, Carney. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, you still got this today. They announced, you know, the promotions of a coach, Matt Drinkall, Mike Vitti, who we talked about, and Cody Worley. They're, they, they have titles of co-offensive coordinator, um, associate head coach for Mike Vitti and run game coordinator for Cody Worley. So, um, you know, this is maybe a question for you real quick, standing on this, um, about 
possibly seeing something different from Army, maybe going a little, stepping a little bit back from a triple option offense where it's it's a, the fullback is heavily involved. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I do, in fact, do think um, if Coach Beatty is in the program, the fullback's definitely still going to be heavily involved. <laughs> but um, when you, I, I like to call them. Um, when, you, when you said that, the, the, the three-headed monster, you know, because talk about the triple offense being in sync. If Coach Worley, Coach Beatty, um, and Coach Drink are all in sync, um, it's, they're going to be a problem, a really hard problem to stop. And not only to commend them, but the athletes, you know, the, really the athletes that Coach Munkin is recruiting and the athletes who are already on the team. Um, like like you said, you had, we had Tyler, Tyler at slot back, um, uh, Tyson Riley, Went from be back to play slot back as well this season. Um, so you got yeah. players like that uh, who are so versatile, agile, and just, you know, all-around athletes who can make some shake. Uh, and you got that three-headed monster <laughs> coaching them. Oh, it's definitely going to be a season to watch on the offense. So I'm super excited to watch them get together and, you know, really yeah. thrive. I've heard, like, some – Really, people that are really looking forward to it. I hear some people that want to stick with the, you know, the the triple option style. And um, I guess toward this season, we sh we saw that now defense kind of have a good idea what Army is going to run in that triple option. Yeah, you could you could mix it up a little bit, but maybe this is going to maybe catch some people off guard where you can't just um, you know, you can't you're not going to be able to prepare prepare for Army in the in the spring practice, you know. If you're playing army, you're not going to be able to have a week of let's let's do a, a practice here, a practice there in spring where we run a couple of uh, uh, periods of to, to prepare for army's offense. Now you don't know what you're going to get. So I mean, and I don't know. Seeing Bryson Daly out there for a short amount of time, you know, when he played, he had some incredible two incredible touchdown runs this year. Um, he's probably going to get the keys to the offense, I would think, in this in, here and. Seems like a guy that could run it a little bit. Seems like a guy could throw it a little bit. Man, um, let's go, right? Let's go and see what's up. So let's see what this is all about. Um, I have a question for you, Sandy. That came in through email. This is uh, our first email question on a podcast, so you have to you have to bear with me here. It comes right. from uh, Dave Little. Do you know who Dave Little is? First off, I uh, do not. Do the ring? The name is not ring a bell. Okay. It says, ask, ask Sandin about playing for the Bell versus the Spiders, and how does that compare to Army-Navy? One, that's a great question, uh, Mr. Little. Um, I think that you take the caliber of the Army-Navy game, I mean the, uh, the A.O. Brown-Concord uh, game, and move to the Army-Navy game. And I think it was nice. It was a great transition for me to have because i'm just for people who don't know it's, it's it's a huge game huge game north carolina um at canapolis hill brown and concord high school um uh every year i mean the 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 stadium sold out fans are on the grass you know fans are in the parking lots fans just wherever they can watch and uh my junior senior and i believe sophomore year they start televising it and time where cables are televised that's how big of a game it is you know hmm. um and it's just it's more of the the tradition and the rivalry just from you know years ago years ago from you know that i could even that i'm not even a part of um and just the the comparison of the two i think they're on the same level i think one's just in high school and one's in college yeah 
That's all. That's awesome. We have a, a Melissa here saying she's incredibly proud of who you have become. Love you, Sandin. Lots, lots of love on. We needed this, Sandin, tonight. We need lots, <laughs> lots of love on this podcast tonight. We we needed that tonight. Definitely, I needed it. I had I've had a rough week, so it's it's great to see <laughs> uh, everybody. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody I think I think these are just a lot of people who that's haven't really influenced my life, uh, especially just uh, Melissa right there. She was actually my third grade teacher, uh, uh, really? and I still keep in contact to, in contact with her today. Um, but just everybody else with the comments and whatnot, they have really truly they just influenced my life in some type of way. Um, so it's just nice to see their names pop up. That's 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 incredible. That's awesome. Um, before before we uh before we get out of here, let's talk about what you're up to now or what you're up to in the army. Um, talking to John, he was very proud of what you what you're doing right now in the army. So um, tell us what what's going on with you um life after football and life after West Point. So just life after uh, West Point, like I said, I was a coach. I was fortunate enough to be get a position to be a coach at the prep school for like uh, I think like six to nine months. Uh, went undefeated there. Um, so that was great. Be Air Force and Navy. Um, I wasn't able to beat Air Force my prep school years, but I beat them coaching. So I'm happy with that. Um, after that, I went to Fort Bend, um, took a couple schools there, one of them being um, um, the basic officer leadership course. Um, and then I was able to uh, switch my post from Fort Bliss to uh, Fort Lewis. So uh, JBLM is what they call it. And so now I'm in Washington State. Um, I'm currently, um, as a lot of officers know, uh, second lieutenants, uh, I'm in the S3 shop. I'll be in the S3 shops for quite some time just because, you know, the lieutenants who were just in the S3 shop just got um, PO positions, opportunity leader positions. Um, and so as of now, you know, I'm, you know, I think it's West Point um, and more, more than West Point, I think the football team has really set me up for success um, just because of adversity um, and, you know, really sticking through it when it gets tough. Um, you know, there's a plaque that we, that we hit every time we, um, you know, we go into the field is uh, I need a, I need a officer for a secret and dangerous mission. Uh, I need a West Point football player. Uh, that's always been something that, has stood out to me um and i'm not a, a guy for you know quotes or stuff like that or it's really for the military stuff but like that is something deep that is something deep and you know at the end of the day it's like okay i look at all these these west point football players who have you know had great careers who went infantry officers or combat arms who have done great stuff it's like wow that just brings me back to that plaque every time we slap every time we go play a game it's such a tra tradition right for army uh that plaque and we've had on this podcast um you know people like you who are currently serving we've had people who have served and guys who have been in the thick of things um guys who have been wounded and guys who have you know are having you know having to go through a lot in their lives to get back to to what people some people might consider normal and what kind of gets them through it's sometimes it's the, the things that you learn at West Point, right? Sometimes it's the things that you learned on the football field. And it, it's great to hear somebody who, who captained the team in 2020 to say that too, because sometimes you think that, uh, you know, sometimes you think that's, that's something that's a little bit more old school, so to speak, but it's great to hear that that kind of still pushes you today. And um, man, uh, 
it's been great having you great some great stories just great seeing you again sandon and um is there anything that we might have missed is there anything you'd like to share about your time at army or is there anything that uh, your time in the army now um serving is there anything that we missed because man it's been it's been a great almost hour here with you um no i think we hit pretty much everything um you know i just like to give I just like for everybody to know, you, you know, or especially you and people who, who are in the position of maybe thinking about going to West Point or playing football, whatever it may be, whatever obstacle it may be. Uh, you know, just don't be afraid to lean on somebody, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help, uh, get mentorship or just really, uh, you know, be mentored by somebody. Because if somebody's already done it and can help you, uh, whatever it may be, it makes life a lot more easier. And for me, um, without my classmates, um, Without like my my classmates, my specific, you know, F3 um, classmates in my company, I don't think I would have graduated West Point. I really don't. But, you know, throughout my four years, they have truly been an impact um, on me. And I think that speaks, you know, just just a high level of respect. Uh, and two guys like throw out there have just been my roommates um, and my roommates since that since the plebe year to uh, senior year to my first year. And usually, you know, you want to get into a room where it's only you and another guy. But no, <laughs> these guys, uh, you know, we're, we're in a three-room <laughs> room uh, situation all four years. And that's uh, Brian Probert, who is also, he's an aviation officer. Um, and then um, Nathan McConvey, he's, uh, he's an FA officer. And he's actually in Korea right now. But those guys, you know, just really kept kept me you know sane and you know always been there for me um so i really want to thank them it's great advice great advice if you if a younger if you're a younger army football player you're a um high school senior that's um thinking about playing for army or has has signed this is uh yesterday was signing day and some we have a new class coming in of army football players uh man it's great advice sandon and i I, I hope that people that watch this uh, certainly are inspired and, you know, your stories about, you know, when you were, when you were freshmen and learning from those, those guys, those older guys, and then becoming a leader on the team and leading the team through one of the, the toughest seasons in recent army history, as far as what you had to deal with. It's just great stories. And we really appreciate you ha having you on um, guys. You can follow, follow us on, give our, um, YouTube channel um, a subscribe. You can hear great stories like this. Um, we're going to have more coming up. You mentioned Nick Stokes going to try to get Nick Stokes on this podcast too. talk to Nick a little bit. His story. Absolutely. That'll be, that'll be great. Um, I actually saw him on the sidelines of army Navy during the pregame. I reintroduced <laughs> myself to Nick and I said, Hey, you want to jump on the podcast? You know, um, Sam, I don't know if you know this about Nick, but, um, so, the um, end zone where the field goal was made by Quinn Moretzky, right? Do you know who was sitting in the first row of the end zone there of, of, of the army Navy game a couple weeks ago in Philadelphia? Or Nick Stokes. And <laughs> I was on the field. I was on the field level behind the goalposts. And I'll tell you that dude was loud throughout the, the I got down there at the end of the fourth, uh, fourth quarter, early overtime. He was loud yeah. the whole the entire time, and when uh, I think I think he actually got on got to go on the field too after the game. I saw, although you know Mike Roberts, right? Mike Roberts was yeah. on the field uh, mm -hmm. uh, celebrating with the team. Yeah, I mean it was just it was like 2016 all over again. It felt like almost yeah. you know, um, great great win, and um, 
just great great having you on sand and uh thanks thanks for everything um well, thank you thank you for and inviting me appreciate no problem we'll, we'll stay we'll stay in touch and uh have a have a good holiday we really appreciate absolutely. it absolutely absolutely be navy have,